This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with Siabayili. Live on Cliff Central. Am I live? Oh my God, they brought me back. They brought me back. They brought me back. Anga, how are you doing? Bro, I'm good. It's a beautiful day. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. It feels like a dream come true to come back. December was rough, yeah? December was rough. 2017 was rough. 2017 was rough, but I'm back. They can't keep a good man down. They can't, bro. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about this year? How are you feeling about... Everything else. Hey, brothers, we are cold this year, man. We are cold. We are cold this year. We are cold. And we've got DB and Gogo in the house. DB and Gogo? Uh, Can I hear you? Can we hear you? Are you there? They haven't plugged her in. Why haven't they plugged? Are you plugged in now? Welcome. (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm here. You're here. Guys, welcome to the Thread Exchange. And we're about, I hate swearing on air, but we're going to fuck shit up this Mm. year. The youth is here you know, black excellence is here. We're going to have so much fun this year. We're going to be bringing you some of the best things. The show is going to run a bit different this year. Um, we're going to be bringing young talent. I've got young co-hosts who are going to be driving the show with me. I'm just here as a guidance. We have DB and Gogo, who's the first um, of one of our DJs, who's going to be giving us some house mixes once a month. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to find out about this young lady mm-hmm. and how within a space of a year she, be- she became one of the best DJs, in my opinion, in house Damn music. Straight. You know what I'm saying? And Anga, you produced a mix for us today to open yeah, the show tell bro. us a bit about it before just, we cut to it's it it's just vibes bro that's all i can say it's just vibes it's just vibes bro yeah positive only guys on that note welcome to the thread exchange with sia beile and as anga said these are just vibes bro Vibes, 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 vibes. Wow, Lord Anxious. Those are really the vibes, man. Vibey, man. What made you come up with that mix for the first show? I like, don't know, man. I just didn't want something that was going to be like crazy loud. I just wanted something like with that soul. Just yeah. Just that soul, man. Hey, umdana kamama, we are mixer. Yeah, 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 mixer. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling though, like as my new co-host? What do you think you want to bring to the show that is different? Hey, I don't know, bro. Like very similar, so I yeah. think I think it's to establish that although we are brothers and we are basically the same blood, but we both bring very different things to the table. I don't know. Yeah, I'm the crazy one. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think I need to watch my mouth because I actually curse a lot. So I'm gonna. Are we allowed to curse on air? I think we are, but oh. I mean, like, I'm not saying we should do it purposely. You know, okay. we need to lead by example. Okay, I can go. Yeah, irrespect, Puti. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, guys, as I said to you before, welcome to the Thread Exchange. I'm Sir Bill. I'm back after a three months hiatus. Mm. I know a lot of you have been asking, like, where have I been? You've seen a lot of things on social yeah. media. I've seen things on Twitter. I will not address them today. Um, there's something coming out on Thursday <laughs> that you shall see. 
you know what where I've been, what I've been up to, you know, and 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 what I've been doing, and and what I've been getting up mm. to. So don't stress. All those questions you have will be answered. Mm. But it, it was important for me to come back to the Thread Exchange. The Cliff Central family has been very very supportive, and all of you guys at home, and all of you guys at work, wherever you are, whatever you're creating, young black millennials, you've been very supportive of the show, and I've been seeing your tweets for months saying, "Yo, when is it coming back?" And before coming back, it was important for me to also just rethink about where I want to take the show and what I want to do with the show. And I think what's important for me about the show is honesty. You know, I think we live in a time where everything is personality driven and a lot of substance is missed, you know, and I think I want the show to be a place where young black people, you know, take control of their own narrative, tell their own stories. And it's it's about being from Africa and to the world and we are the best our, ourselves are the best exports you know we are the best exports and today I've got a young lady in studio who I admire greatly um, I've come across with her a couple of times a couple of years back when there was still homecoming you know homecoming still exists but um, when there was a homecoming in Pretoria I met her through a friend called Lerato who was my crush at the time yeah I was crushing on Lerato like Which Lerato? her best friend I still crush on her best friend um, it was her birthday recently right Mandisa? yes yes it was her birthday yeah so I used to meet her with her, but Manisa never used to talk to me. Manisa Why like, did you ah. talk to him? Did like, yes, that guy. Treaded, what, what? No, he was Bihile. Like, <laughs> he was that guy, actually. It was not me. Like, oh, yeah. so it's his fault. Yeah. So it's you. And yeah. then I remember getting an email then from a, a, a common friend of ours again, Subuma Bena, being like, yo, there's this lay young lady called Deben Gogo. She's playing house music. Check out her stuff. Feature her. And then I listened to her stuff and I was like a crazy fan. And then I started stalking you on Twitter. And then, and then the craziest thing is that one Sunday, she then invited me to follow her to her gigs. Oh. And I followed her for like the whole afternoon. So like the she was playing. There, I was her entourage. I was her bodyguard. And then I was so, so, so impressed. And I've been wanting to do some stuff with her on the mm. Threaded Man. And it's such an honor to bring DBN Gogo. Why DBN Gogo? It's Deben. Deben Gogo. But I say DBN because it's written <laughs> DBN. I don't know. I specifically wrote it like that so people don't say Durban. Why don't you want them to say Durban? No. Like, What's wrong with I want it to sound like, yeah, Durban Gogo. Please speak loud on the mic. Let's hear you. You oh. have such a nice voice. I like your voice. <laughs> don't deprive us of your voice. Come on, sis. Can you hear me better? I can yeah, hear you. Can hear so, you Excellent. tell me, you know, you've been a DJ for how long now? It's just, it's almost going to be a year soon. End yeah. of February. Wow. Like, wow. officially... Gigging everything, yeah, and you're killing it after Dude, a year. You're killing yeah. it. I mean, God you play. Damn. She's playing at Ultra. <laughs> She's playing at Ultra. You've been playing at all the clubs. You've been doing the rounds mm. between Pretoria, Johannesburg. I mean, how does that happen for you? Tell us, like, what was first the move for you to step into music? Yeah. Why house music? Why DJing? I mean, because you've always been around artists and you've always been around events. So why DJing? Why house music? And and also then why DB and Gogo? Okay, well, I mean, basically the story goes, I was an avid groover. Like me and my friends used to party weekend in, weekend out. Ooh, okay. And it was always a thing like, okay, we go to places where the music is like really good. And as soon as, you know, that thing flips and like, okay, now we're sitting down. There's a reason why we're sitting down because now the music isn't good and we were we were very critical of things like that and i always just say why don't i learn how to dj i think i'd really like kill this i love music and house has always been my first love i mean any of my friends can tell you like we've been 
So I used to like bug my friends, my DJ friends. Obviously, I've got a lot of um, people that work in events and that do events and stuff. All uh, that are my friends, and I used to be like, "Dude, teach me, teach me." So I kind of got to a stage where I was just like tired of saying I want to do this thing. And sometime, yeah, beginning of last year in January, I just woke up and I was like, "You know what? Why don't I actually just do it?" Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of young people, like especially in our day and age, that want to do all these things, but then they always have this thing of, let me wait, you know, let me do it next year. Or it sounds like you have been wanting to do this thing for so long. So, what was that trigger for you that was like, yo, let me jump on this right now and do it? What was the the activation point? Because I always say to young people, young people always saying, oh, I can't do this, I want to do it, or you know, I want to try this, I don't have the money, let me wait. With you, it seems like, you know, you went through a stage where you sort of not waited, but you're like, I want to do this. You went to groove, but then there was something that clicked that was like, okay, I want to do it this year. What triggered that? I think it would just be like, I just felt a bit stagnant. And obviously the whole reason why I didn't do it sooner, I'm a full-time student at the same time. And just halala. This is why the future of the world is in black females. Yeah. This is like one of the littlest DJs right now. And, and she she's studying. Like I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So also the struggle of finding someone to teach me. I just didn't think that going to a DJ school was going to work for me, especially given the time constraints and just money wise. I mean, I am a student. I still have to get, you know, all my resources from my parents. And I just felt like I really wanted to do something for myself, not just a hobby, like something that I can go into further even after I finished my degree and make a career out of it and start making my own money and being more independent and you know just really like following my passion like yeah. not making excuses anymore and did people not take you I can imagine like especially with your <laughs> friends you know being around events you know you going to so many so people know your face your familiar face within you know the space now all of a sudden you're on the stage DJing yeah. you know were people laughing at you at first being like ah this girl now she's a you go as Deb and Gogo um, we know you as Mandisa <laughs> you know I think a few people were just like really like yeah seriously but um, my real friends like I mean they're the ones that came up with my name firstly They've been calling me Devin Gogo. It's been two years now. Why Devin Gogo? Actually, oh, God. Gogo. Where's a Gogo coming? <sighs> okay, no, like the whole story. Share the lit story. Mm. Come on, tell us. Don't be one of those okay, yeah, people okay. we interview. And it's like ah, uh, don't be cagey. Like okay. Tetanat. <laughs> Shop. We were on our way to Bushfire Festival in Swaziland, 2016. So we're on the bus, you know, having girl talk. The my one friend, Sima, I mean, she's from, you know, like the Eastern Cape, Kosa. She's like, you know, yo, where I'm from, like, you know, we have this move. It's it depend Gogo. Then my other friend's like, oh my God, Mandy said that should be a DJ name. They start calling me that the whole weekend. Yeah. And it stuck. So when I started DJing last year, I'm like, oh guys, like I need a name. Like, and they're like, what do you mean? Like, that's your name. So yeah, reverse missionary, that famous Kim K move, that's actually the Devin Gogo. Oh wow. <laughs> it fit <laughs> It fit really well because I mean I'm from Durban, really. Yeah. Like originally I'm from Durban. And we call ourselves like the punk ass grannies. Like yeah. Yeah. that's another story for another day. But yeah, like we've been calling ourselves grannies. So like it just really made sense. Wow. It fits in a weird way. If Gogo's from yeah. Durban look like you, then <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you, can you. like I want to date a Gogo from <laughs> Durban. You. And 
now tell me the transition now 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 you're doing this dj thing you've learned how to do it how do you even because also there's a lot of young girls who are listening who want to be in this industry and it's quite male dominated so how do you get to so now you've been learning how to dj you now know how to dj now you have to get bookings you have to get those opportunities how how was that process for you and how difficult was it for you being female number one how do you convince your you know the guy, the gatekeepers, I would call it, or the owners or the promoters to book you because they've never heard you before. So how do you get from that stage of, you know, being an amateur and then all of a sudden thrusting yourself into that space where you're regular on the circuit? I think I've been um, quite blessed in that I obviously do know people in events. So it was easy for me to be like, listen, I'm new. Like, book me. Like, let me play. It doesn't matter what time. Like, let me just play. I need that exposure and being able to play in front of people, be it 10, 20. And my friends were my biggest supporters. So I would go with them two gigs and play for them. So that really helped me, you know, to get the confidence to get better. And, you know, how do I even say? Like, perfect my craft yeah. in a sense. So it makes sense when I go to other people and like, listen, dude, like, I know you know me or you might have seen me, but like, I actually DJ and there's people that can actually vouch for me and I've got mixes and, you know, that one, these few people can't be wrong. Just try it out. Obviously, you know, when you get into DJing, you have to do a lot of things like for free and stuff. And I did it for a very long time, maybe three months, like just getting anywhere I could, weekend in, weekend out, like... I think last year I only had two Fridays free, yeah. like the entire. When it year. comes to free stuff, I mean, there's a big debate, yeah. especially within the creative. I think music is part of the creative industry. Yeah. Any place where you create, it's, it's a yeah. creative industry, and especially the whole thing around us as black creatives, where we're not being paid what we deserve half the time. Well, ninety, but not even half yeah. the time. Ninety percent of the time, you know, we're not getting the platforms we want to get, type of thing. Um, so, with you playing for free for those three months. Where where were you drawing the line or where were you? Because like for me being in fashion, you know, I've done things for free for brands. Mm. But then after a couple of months, whatever, I'd be like to the brand, yo, listen, I actually want you guys to pay me. And that'll be the most hardest conversation. And most mm. of the time that conversation doesn't go well. It's usually like, yeah, we don't have budget, but I've been playing for you guys or being doing something for you guys for three months. You have to now mm. start paying me. So how was it for you to now start transferring you know, where you use those three months to be like, okay, this is me showing you what I can do. Mm-hmm. This is also me as DBN Gogo, you know, building my brand so people know that I'm out there. But then at the end of the three months, you know, I've got to eat. So, mm-hmm. you know, talking to these platforms that you were playing at to say, yo, actually now we've got to talk the money. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to talk the value that I'm bringing. Mm-hmm. Was that something that was easy? Was that, how was that for I you? Mean, it wasn't particularly easy. And sometimes it's not even till today, like when people ask. Like how much Like where do I Rate myself In the scale How much do I think I'm worth And that was a thing I think that came naturally Like I actually Know where I am In terms of the spectra, Spectrum of Just DJs generally Like the quality Yes yeah. I, I know Like from where I started To where I am now Like how do I play Like yeah. What am I doing What How is the crowd reacting I have confidence in myself I know That like I can I can rock your party So it became a conversation of no, how much? Like, okay, you want to book me? Like, okay, let's yeah. speak about how much. It was no longer like, you know, oh, no, it's fine, I'll play. You sort of have to really choose, pick and choose sort of like your battles because not, everyone, not everyone's going to be 
you know, for it. And you, take yeah. you seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. everyone's going to take you seriously. And you can't play everywhere, unfortunately, because some people are also not going to, like, give you your money's worth or yeah. really appreciate your value. So... It's and also being being in the industry for such a short period of time, and you being exposed to such big platforms like mm-hmm. such as Ultra, do you ever like get bullied where it's like, "Yo, we yeah. want you to play at this big gig, you name your price, and then it's like, hey, this is too much. Mm-hmm. You've been around only for a year. This is great exposure for you. Mm-hmm. Do, do you ever get tricked like that? Or for you, you don't care how big the platform is. My price is my, my price. price. Yeah. No, there's always room for negotiation, especially if you're trying to build relationships with people. I haven't gotten to a point where people have been like, I've overcharged or too much. It's always, we can always negotiate. And it's always a good thing to sometimes ask people what their budget is. So you can sort of see, you know, where it is. But I, I'm not unreasonable. It's, yeah. I, I understand where I am and how long I've been in the game, but I also... I'm not gonna be apologetic for the fact that like I, yeah. you do my thing. <laughs> you know, apologetic for I being dope. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the general thing about like us as like people of color, as black mm-hmm. people, is that you know when we find our value, we always considered arrogant. Mm. You know, if you walk into a room as a black person, you're like, I am the best, and I deserve 50k for this. So it's like your arrogance. Where does that arrogance come from? But like, if a white person does it or says it, it's like, it's acceptable. It's like Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, if he walks into rooms like, I'm the best soccer player in the world, we're going to be like, yeah, of course you are. You know what I'm saying? When we know the trophies and medals, but if we know your accomplishments, DB and Gogo, even on Twitter, you'll see it like, oh, she's so arrogant. She's so arrogant. Like, how can she come out and say she's the mm. best? Like, we, it's so weird, like, within our space that for us to say we are the best, it's quite a taboo because we're always scared of like, Oh, I need to, and and that's why in the industry we all like fake humble. We all have this fake humble vibes where we all know we're the best, but we can't say it because it's like it comes up we're arrogant. Whereas I think confidence doesn't have to be arrogance. It's just that you understand your value. I think there's there's always a way of portraying it. You know, generally there's there's a way that you can come across confident and stand your ground. And that's I think one of the most important le- lessons I've learned since getting into this industry, being male dominated and everything, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that it comes with is knowing your worth and standing yeah. your ground and also showing people how to treat you, you yeah. know? Because if you let them sidestep you, they're going to do it forever. And yeah. unfortunately, there are so many promoters. There are only so many places that you can go maybe in our environment in Kauteng or the club circle or whatever. So you have to treat those relationships, you know, lightly. Yeah. And I think I've been fortunate because a lot of the interest has been authentic. You know, genuine, like it's organic. People want me to come. Yeah. It's never been a thing of like, you know, you're begging, you're coming yeah. there. Like yeah, so like, like Oliver Twist. I mean, trust me. Can I have some, some point, more, Master? My name is Dipian Can you pay in money, girl? That's amazing. But then also, like, because also another thing is, I think you're in such a that also one of the reasons why I brought you to the show. I think you had such a perfect space in your career where you've just started, but then at the same time, your name is growing quite rapidly. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of lessons, you know, that a lot of young people can learn from you that are listening, especially with your journey. And, you know, with our talk that I'm going to be, you know, pronging you on those things. So another thing, you know, going from a year ago, you know, you're just uh, a student. Now all of a sudden you're a fully fledged DJ. Your schedule is hectic. You know, your sleeping routine. How, when do you sleep if you do sleep? Love life. 
Do you have a love life? How do you? <laughs> do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Oh. Or <laughs> how does that work as well? How do you navigate that? How do you get what I'm saying? Especially being so young and you have all these aspects of your life that you have to feed. You know, you have to have family time. You have yeah. to have time with your friends and school. You're playing yeah. at all these gigs. School. You have school. Now you have, you know, a dude that you're vibing with or a boyfriend. Mm. How is that for you? And how is that figuring that out? You have to go for it, Juante. You have to make time for the things that you deem important um, as as best as you can. So, I mean, I, I, I don't really sleep that much anyways, but it's fine. I've been struggling with that, like tiredness. Like my I mean, if I was driving a Benz, I wouldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. Jesus like you gotta say, like oh if the rack is coming in, I'm tra- if I'm driving a Benz, I mean losing sleep over oh money. Ah. It's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you make time. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, the passion. Did, the passion will drive you. Just mm, like yeah. you. I mean, I'm sure when you're thinking about concepts and things to do, you your mind is always yeah. racing. It's always on. You. You have to make time. Yeah. And you also have to take care of yourself, which is one thing I'm That's trying the to, thing, to like, do this year. It's one of the things that I learned last year. I used to always be on this tip because also my career has like progressed at such a fast rate. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people can't believe I'm 24. A lot of people can't believe I've only been in the industry for like <coughs> five years. So when I went through my struggles last year, I had a complete burnout, yeah. like complete, complete burnout where I got to a point I was where... There. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> and it was such a complete burnout to the point where I was just like, I considered quitting. I considered being like, ah, could I maybe just be a doctor? Could I go back like, to Maybe school? this is not worth it. Maybe like. this is not worth it. So, you know, what are you doing to make sure that, I mean, even though you're not sleeping, I mean, you're not going to get eight to nine hours or even 10 hours of sleep, but what are you doing to make sure that you don't get those burnouts? You know, that, you know, you control, how, how are you navigating that? Because I'm also trying to learn how to do that. I have a really great support structure. Like, my friends are amazing. I mean, they are always at my neck, like, dude, you need to calm down or sleep or, you know, I have a really good support structure and, um, yeah, I try not to like things too much and also just deciding, okay, which gigs are you going to groove at, which, like, when are you going to go sleep? Like, um, yeah, I try to do things in a manner that's not going to overburden me because yeah. I need to make time for everything at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, support structure, it's really, really important. Like, my down, downtime, like, I stay at home, I stay at my place, I, I chill out, I go yeah. see my mom, I see my friends, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's, what must happen? Like, ah, I'll sleep when I'm dead, but like, yeah. Really <laughs> Word. Really cool. I'll sleep so let's dead. get more far into the interview. Mm. Let, let's get into, like, the lit stuff. Yeah. Who are the top five oh best God. DJs, in your opinion, in the country right now, and why? Ones that really stand, not to say they're the best factually, but from your yeah, personal your taste, taste yeah. to say, okay, these are the five DJs that I feel. Like when Black Coffee plays, I'm always like, oh, the spirits are calling Yeah, me. it's literally. You know what I'm saying? Which DJ is like Yeah, Kikimba. so as a DJ, which DJ you always like, even if they're playing after you or before you, you're like, okay, I have to arrive there early so I can see Mang Man play. Yo, who I really, really, really love. Obviously, love Black Coffee. I mean, he's excellent. I love his sets. They're so well thought out and there's not a single time you're actually going to be sitting down. That's that, in my opinion, like, with regardless of everything else that's going on, like, 
just if we're talking about just music, my top DJs definitely would be Black Coffee, my very good friend DJ Venom. Excellent, excellent. Who is D- excellent Let me actually ask you a question. There's a one of the things I noticed traveling with you and spending this day with you being your bodyguard, yeah. threaded bodyguard by the way, <laughs> being your bodyguard and you took me to Pretoria. Yeah. And I was I remember I was so highly impressed with the Pretoria music scene. Oh, yeah. Pretoria and sort of crazy, there's this wealth of just all these underground DJs mm. who are just doing incredible, all these yeah. artists. And I think Pretoria even has its own house sound. It does. Its own, Pretoria house. It's huge. Bro. And <laughs> you've been so critical now with the spaces you're starting to consume to now start bringing that real Pretoria culture. Really A lot of people door, have tried yeah. it before, but they've never done it being from Pretoria and, and being in those underground spaces. Mm. So... How has that been for you to be able to now start carrying that culture with you? Because I also thought about DJ Venom that day, where you're like, "Yeah, this is DJ Venom. He's one of us, you know, from this side." Mm. How is that? Just being in a space to do that. I think the beauty about the whole Pretoria scene is that a lot of us aren't even actually from Pretoria. It's just like people who live there. There's a sense of community, and um, I I appreciate the fact that. Pretoria people are so supportive. I mean, I am Demogogo, but like I'm one of their own because I mean, I've lived in Pretoria basically my whole life. So they don't care like what walk of life you're from as long as you really support the capital and the movement. And you know, I, I think that's great. And that's why in my sets, you know, you'd expect to just hear Gom or Durban music. Like, no, I play a lot of I'm a piano, broken beat, like Pretoria house. Yeah. And it's really on the come up because it's excellent. Yeah, it's excellent. I mean, you must like listen. And DJ like, No Deep and like people, Zing Master Pencil. There are so many incredible people. Team Mosha. Yeah, like yeah, that guy is super. And I, and the craziest <laughs> thing I remember now, I was at home and a Team Mosha music video like came on, and I remember freaking out to my family, and I'm like, Mom, I was in between. I saw this guy. I was like, No ways, you could. I'm like, I promise you, like mm-hmm. I was there, like. Yeah. With this lady, with this dude, and they were doing the most. And yeah. a friend of mine, it's actually so crazy how in culture, that's, I think, that's why I'm so grateful for my position is that I've got such a great opportunity to be in spaces that people in my space don't really seek to be in. Yeah. You know, a lot of people in my yeah, space yeah, are very yeah. much, we industry peoples, we only chill in the space. It's very clicky. Yeah, like, like fashion. You're not says. allowed inside we, here. We, we like yeah. to chill here. Sure but what I like about myself quick. is that <laughs> I like music. I like mm. being out there. I like different vibes. I like people. So just having, being in that space at that time to be able to see that artist and then all of a sudden they're like everywhere. They're on. Mm in Cape Town. I'm like, yeah, I've seen this guy. And then somehow on my WhatsApp, I don't know if I've got their management on WhatsApp, but they keep sending me like their gigs where they're playing new music. <laughs> and I'm like, message. yeah, and it's like, it's, it's so really dope. Yeah, that's the thing about Pretoria. It's not clicky. We're all a big happy, happy family. family, no matter where you're from. As long as, you know, you rip the capital and yeah. yeah. Like Pretoria is just a great place. It's just a warm so area. Yeah, very warm, very warm. About it being far. How do I come to Joburg every weekend? Okay, but honestly, I do feel like you need it's a passport to go to Pretoria. No, it's not. It's you can literally walk there. Okay, maybe a visa then. No, guys. Oh my God, just come to. Oh, you'll never, How you'll never party in Joburg again. Just come to Pretoria. It's it's the best. I think I'm gonna do something really cool. Like I think every once once every month I'm gonna come mission yeah. to Pretoria just to party with you. Definitely. So number two is DJ Venom. 
Oh God, are we back there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We t- this is a conversation, so we. You sure. thought you had escaped, but no. You, you hadn't escaped. <laughs> you have to name this top five. I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you can see that I'm very unprepared for this question because I don't have. But like, um, just in your heart, you know, just in your heart. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll, 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 we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll come back. I should to think it. about it. Yeah, think about it. Anga, who are your top five DJs right now? Top five DJs, yo. Obviously, black coffee. I feel like that's everyone's. Yeah, I feel like it's so cliche. So yeah, okay. Scared, he's like a Drake. Like he, okay, he's the Drake of the shit. So we all love him. Um, the couple is crazy. Yeah. Um, but like now you can't just mention the whole of Solistic. Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't. They, very no, but I mean they're good. So something good. tells me. Something tells me you're gonna be part of Solistic. Ah, something tells God. me like heavy oh. K. That's like CNI's favorite song, like legit. Shimza's excellent. Oh, Shimza. So I don't have. There's too many. Five. There's too many. There's many, many, many DJs. And like South Africa, in South Africa, like DJs, DJs, like like house music is pop music. Like there are so many DJs. Like yeah, and they're all fucking dope. Yeah. Let's be real. Another thing I want to ask you, right now, feminism, Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. women being vocal about abuse. You know, women in Hollywood being vocal about how much they should be paid. You know, we live in such an incredible time where women are being vocal about a lot of fucked up shit that as men we have been doing. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And, you know, being a female DJ in a male-dominated industry, do you feel a sense of responsibility to to be vocal? Definitely. Or, you know, how do you feel about it being in that space for you? And what is, and, and, and for you in 2018, what does it mean to be a woman? And what responsibility do you feel, you know, you have to be vocal for young girls that will follow after you and be in this industry one day? Um, I think everything that's going on, I mean, it's not like it hasn't been happening. We've been speaking, but women are so silenced, you know, in any industry that it's, it's, <coughs> it's really just heartbreaking. But I'm... I'm loving everything that's happening and it's important, you know, for people in my position. I mean, I'm not even like that. I'm not that yet, but like yeah. it's very important for us to advocate for each other. And I mean, I know a lot of great female DJs, like people, I don't even like know them that personally, but like there is a sense of like sisterhood. Yeah. I, I mean, like when I see them, they always greet me, I greet them. Like it's really excellent. And, you know, when there's positions for us to put each other on, you know, those are the first people we'll go to, mm. you know, because even lineups, there's still not enough females. We're still seeing all male lineups. And I think being a woman in 2018, besides even just being a DJ, really just means I can do, say, be whatever I want. I can, I can preach. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not restricted to the the boundaries of you know what you want you what yes. I want you to be type yes. of thing. Think of you, yeah. And it's and I think it's something also for me like wh- one of the most powerful things that I uh, that I saw that like Will Smith posted about Jada Pickett Smith and about their relationship and w- the one thing s- really sticks to me every single day I think about it he's like. One of the greatest things I have learned is to love you for who you really are mm-hmm. and not who I want you to be. Mm. 
And I think as men on a daily basis, we're consistently criticizing women based on what Definitely. we want them to be. Yeah, she shouldn't have done that hairstyle. Hey, like it's such a bad hairstyle. Mm. You, Nadia Nakai, is still doing this. She should change her image. Like mm. we're consistently discussing like women like that. But as men, we never discuss men like that. We never like, yeah, Cristiano, he's had that hairstyle for five years. He should change it. Cristiano should not have exactly. to wear that. Like it's so crazy. And it's so, and what's crazy about it is that as men, like especially like men like myself is that we always think that you know, talking about women, it, it must always be in a space or in a way that is very like rude, like outright, like that lady is a hoe. So just because I don't say that, I, you know, men in my space always feel like, yeah, we, we, we okay. We are the okay guys. But then if you listen to the daily conversations it's about not, yeah. how women are discussed, like simple things like, oh yeah, Nadia Nakai's image, she should change it. I don't think she should stick out her ass that much anymore. You know, it's like, you like, when you start to listen to the conversations, like, no man, we are also the problem. You know, as men, we are part of this poisonous space. And it's so crazy that we don't realize that these kind of things are happening in our daily conversations. And some of us as men, we like, yeah, those other guys are worse than us. We, there's Mm -hmm. no better. It's still the same thing. It's because you guys don't hold men accountable and you don't hold them to the same, same standards that you hold women. Mm. We have to be everything. We must be, we must be sexy, but we must be, Wifely, we yeah, must be mothers, yeah. we must be providers. You must, we must be a bad bitch. Yeah, today you must be Beyonce, bad. tomorrow you must be Cardi B, like, Friday you must be mean? Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You must like, now have that great marks, you must be a doctor at the same time, you must cook. But you also must, you mustn't be smarter than me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what does that even mean? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. When, when you, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, women love men, men love women. We still got a date. So when it comes to you and choosing a partner, if it, if it if it wasn't a choice, I honestly wouldn't date men. Ah, if it wasn't for the D, there's nothing oh else. My God. <laughs> I mean, you can still choose. It wasn't I mean, for men, the D. Like I mean, women have penises now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not attracted to women. But like, if I could choose to be, I would. <laughs> no, I would. no. That I have to correct you. I have to call. Let's call him out on that. On what? He's saying women have penises now. We, they they don't. They don't. They can. They, no, can but you can have sex. That's called transgender. There's a term for that, and it becomes yeah. a she. You don't call someone transgender based on their previous sex. You call them on their on their sex that they are. So there's no so there's no such thing as saying there's no such thing as saying that's not a good joke. You don't do that. There's no such thing as a woman who has a penis. I have to call you out. We have Mm -hmm. to educate these things because people say these things on a daily basis and and think it's okay. It's not. Mm, You know, it if it if it was. If she if she was a he, you mm. call her by the she, what she is what and what she, she identifies with. What she is inside, he is inside or whatever. No, it's not whatever. It's what they identify with. Yeah, that's what they are inside. That's what they what identify What people are trying to say is that gender is not, it's not a biological thing. You can be born whatever, but like yeah. it's really what you feel inside. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And we have to respect that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so when it comes to like choosing a partner, you know, you being, you know, a lady who believes in these things about women and being a powerful, strong woman who's, you know, in the public space now doing her career. Do you have those conversations about, you All know, sexism? Do you uh, have conversations yeah. about... My boyfriend's a feminist. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's definitely a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a standard for you. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, from now, no matter whatever happens, like that's definitely... Uh, something very important mutual respect not based on you know this is the woman's role or man's role or whatever like no yeah. we are in this together we should decide what we 
you know, deem correct for our relationship. Yeah. You know, we must separate duties. We must, you know, be able to figure things out in terms of how we want it to be. There's yeah. no such thing as a woman's this and that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Amazing. Amazing. Great. Another thing I want to ask, social media. Oh, yeah. You know, social media is also quite a big space within our culture, especially in South Africa. I mean, we were, Anga, what is it? We rated the... We are like the number one bullying nation, like on Twitter. In the, the number world. one bullying nation on Twitter. Apparently, the there's, of, there's some crazy stuff that says yeah. in the world, when it comes to social countries. media, we are the most, we are the, we are the biggest, biggest bullies. bullies. There's in, no ways we've... No, we're number America. one. Yeah, we're number one. We're number one now. We are number one. For dragging people. Yeah. So like social media, <laughs> what does social media mean for you? Because there's this big debate right now, especially in, in, in South Africa about social media. Like a lot of people are saying it's a good thing. A lot of people are like, social media is a good thing, but it's also really fucked up. People say a lot of fucked up shit. Mm. You know, I could even go back and say, I see a lot of the mental ills of black people on, on mm. social media. I mm. see it through social media. I'm like, we one one minute we're preaching black excellence. Oh, let's support each other. Let's support each other. Then there's a huge scandal, or not a huge and scandal, but let's say Debian Gogo, you know, let's say you faint oh. on stage while you're playing. Now people on Twitter are not gonna be like, oh, she fainted. She keep okay? like, you check at this video. <laughs> ha ha ha. She fainted or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know why do you think that is in our space in South Africa where? We 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 are pulling each other on a daily basis on social media. Who was it? Gigi Lamain and Google were dragging each other for Gigi Lamain was saying, "Yeah, you're my Kriza. Yes. You know, you Google's about? like, "Yo, you should clean up on the floor. Yeah. Like your floor's dirty. Crazy. Like why do we have this like urge of Crazy. just continuously dragging each other? I feel like the whole nation has been dragged into it at this point. I I actually <coughs> really wouldn't know. Um, I've come to the realization that you can't really like absorb too much of what's happening on social media otherwise it's really gonna control your life it's it's gonna impact on you negatively you really just have to like you have to keep it moving yeah. i don't know i think south africans are angry generally we are angry people um and it goes back yeah. to a lot of stuff you know about date and everything and just being people that are always supposed to apologize and 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 accept non apologies from white people and just people that aren't sorry and just all the stuff that's happening in government and we always have to just take stuff. So yeah. I think people are just generally angry. Yeah, they people just vent on Demoralized and and upset. It's almost like what Jay Z said um, in his interview, and he's like, what he likes about America and, and Trump being president. Not that he supports Trump being president, but he likes that that happened because it's it, it's it's sure it, it's it's now a time where we are forced to have a an conversation. A conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we it's like America had the cancer, and we were in denial about it, but now it's in our face type of thing. And I think for me, social media is one of the things that look that make me see South Africa in that way, where I'm like. This, this is not new what's happening. Yeah. It's just that now social media is putting a magnifying glass. It's actually showing us the problem. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the solution is not for us to shy away from social media, but I think a few of us need to stand for our ground and have those conversations and drive those conversations. I think the solution is to use all the outrage and yeah. everything that we get from social media and actually start making a difference in actual society. Yeah. Those things happen. People are outraged. I mean, even after the Karabu thing, like... Everyone was outraged. It was trending for days. And I mean, that is someone's child, someone's sister yeah. that was killed. How can you go and use that outrage 
and make a difference. Yeah. Donate to a foundation or go out and be that change. Don't just talk about it, you know? Yeah. You have to do something different. Because yeah. a lot of things start and die on social yeah. media. Because also it's like you have, let's say, 50,000 followers. You tweet every day. You trend. And it's like, what difference are you actually making besides trending? Are you actually, everything that you're tweeting about your beliefs, are you actually translating that into something tangible I mean, in real life? Exactly. Are you actually making a difference? Or everything is it just Everything is, vi- like, your whole reality is virtual. Yeah. Literally. Listen, I want us to take a quick water break, because now we have about 10 minutes. And I want to know what you got planned this year. Okay. I want to know, I want to talk more about Ultra, what that feels like. You know, I mean, she's the best, you just the way in the yeah. world played Ultra. It's such a huge platform. You're alongside the, uh, the Until Until Stage with my yeah. Lisa, right? And you have your own, like, yo, it's huge. You know what I'm saying? And I want to also audition to be a dancer. I want to <laughs> be there, you know, dancing with you on stage. So before um, we get into more of that, I want to play my favorite song by Heavy K, actually, because we spoke about it Ooh. earlier. It's called Inde Lenzela. <laughs> In the Lenzela. So DB and Gogo, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an incredible hour. It feels so short. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I even forget that I'm on radio and all I want to do is just like keep talking and talking and sometimes remind myself by like, saying you're on radio. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Where can I let me actually give you we have five minutes left for the show. So I want you to punch yourself. This is the 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 the, the, the punting period. Mm. Where can what are you doing this year? Are there plans for you to make music, your own projects? You know, what are the gigs we can expect to to see at? You know, what what do you what 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 things do you want People. to come from your mouth to God's ears? What things have great you got planned? Great things, great things, only great things. Um, I might, I might, I might be making music this year. We'll see. You'll just have to keep following me. Um, yeah, um, I'd like to play a lot more festivals. I'd love to play overseas. That would be amazing. I, I've written down a whole bunch of goals and like, we'll see like what comes to life. Um, I just want to work different this year, you know, and do more things, more amazing things. Hopefully get on uh, something with a brand or something like, yeah, um, there might be some few things coming up soon. Yeah. So what are the things you can tell us about? What can I tell you about? I mean, I'm playing at Aldra. You all know that. Yeah. Um, I'm playing at the Bukhari, um house, house party. Where Swiss Beats is going to be there. It's going to be great. That's a festival. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how does that feel to be like, you know, like I always have this thing. Like, I know this sounds stupid, but like when I work with the brand, for example, like I, I do some stuff with Hugo by Hugo Boss. Mm. And like Hugo oh Boss God. has like Ryan Reynolds as a brand ambassador, Zach mm. Efron. So I'm always like, those are my colleagues type of thing. Cause like <laughs> colleagues. They, 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 are. they are, they're the same brand. <laughs> so with you, like being at Ultra, being like, you know, if you look at all the DJs playing at Ultra, yeah. you know, like Black Coffee is your yeah, colleague. He's my you know, he's he's like, he is though. Definitely. So he's how does peer. that like feel like? But I mean, you know, it will be my second time. And line up with him so <laughs> so how does that feel to like I mean it's my producer it's black coffee I think Shims is playing and I mean oh. I can't even begin actually Grosso's can I mean, even mention well, the big DJ oh, yeah. it's I think it's it's really great dude it's an opportunity no matter how small or big every single thing is an opportunity and I 
don't ever take that for granted because every gig is a platform to learn and grow. You know, you there's so many things. Playing in front of a big crowd, playing in front of a small crowd, playing in front of a difficult crowd, you know, not everyone's also gonna like what you do. But um I think that's actually just the beauty of it. Like yeah. I wanna make you a believer. I wanna turn you into a what the Devin Goganite. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I mean you're an independent Devin artist. Macrisa. Do you wanna be part of a label? I don't know. I'm still like learning things about the industry. It seems like independent is the way to go, but like um that requires a lot of money. And yeah, I don't Because right now you keep your checks. So you know and and, and I I have to pay people. Like this stuff doesn't just happen. No, of course they don't happen. You have your own management team. But I mean you you don't belong to a huge stable. And I mean I've always spoken to Cooley about this where he's like, nah, he wants to be independent forever because he gets to keep a lot of his money. So you know, with you with the brand that you're building and I mean the level you're going at, do you think that you need a label or do you think you can actually end up building you know a Durban Gogo stable it really also depends because I mean in the DJing space um, the agreements are different okay yeah sorry the agreements are different so I do want to eventually have my own thing a lot of people have asked me to teach them so I think you know there is a possibility to have that in the future Amazing. Mm. Guys, please find her on Instagram, Twitter. At DBNGOGO. DBNGOGO. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. This is the first installment of 2018 of the Thread Exchange. And today we found out that Prahuma Segala has passed away. And there's no better way of closing the show today with one of his tracks. I'm Sia Bonga Mr. Lord Anxious. Anga and Udebengogo. We are out of here. This is CliffCentral.com.